What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourself. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the real alien hunters. Yes, 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 the real alien hunters. Well, what does that mean? It means that we're going to focus on the people who actually hunt down aliens. <laughs> um, it's been known that aliens have been shot down in places uh, like the UK uh, Joint Air Force Base. Um, they've been uh, shot down uh, in Roswell, New Mexico. But actually, the aliens themselves, if they've escaped, there are individuals of special forces, of Air Force uh, Office of Special Investigations, as Richard Doty's going to talk about. Um, and well, he's, I'm going to talk about what he talks about. And, um, there's other people that, that are called PJs and these PJs are basically like military police, but they're alien police. (laughs) Okay. So it's like the MIB basically, right? It's like, it's like exactly what, uh, Will Smith did in, uh, in Men in Black 1 when he put the smack down <laughs> see what I did there the smack down on the alien so the PJs within the Air Force Office of Special Investigations uh, were special project uh, and they were sp- a separate branch of the Office of Special Investigations um, so they had certain policies certain procedures they had access to special access programs especially anything that was highly classified. And they needed to know this information so they could do their job. So they needed to know a lot. Not necessarily everything, but a good chunk. So they knew about counterintelligence, counterespionage, and espionage areas. Now, how do they how do they help and support uh, these programs? So they would go out, they would conduct investigations. They'd also uh, conduct disinformation. They would also... Uh, protect highly sensitive operations now what's interesting is is that they would also employ 
certain individuals in the area to make sure that none of the individuals of Area 51, as well as the contractors who worked at Area 51, who didn't work for the government but worked as uh, as a contractor and worked for these contracted companies, didn't go out on the town and tell anybody about it. Now, how would they do that? They hired all, they had every prostitute in the Nye County area, which is where Area 51 is at, on their payroll. Now, that's not me saying that. That's Richard Doty saying that. He said they had all of them on their payroll. Now, why would they do that? Because these lonely contractors needed somebody to sleep with and entertain them while they were working in these contracts that might be six months to a year. Now, what's interesting is, is that they did have a few contractors go out, sleep with these girls, and then confide in them that, hey, guess what? I'm working on this massive laser ray or i'm working on this large communication device now what happened richard doty talks about this is that one of these guys actually did disseminate this information there was a project that they were working on where they found in a crash site this box that would allow this alien species to communicate from earth all the way back to their planet talk about long distance dialing i wonder what how much that costs per minute um I guarantee you it's not the cheap rate of three ninety nine, but from back in the eighties. Um so uh especially if it's a late night conversation, you know what I'm saying? So these guys <laughs> would would hire these girls or at least keep them on the payroll, and if somebody said something, they would they would tell them. And they did. And they tracked down who it was. And then when they tracked down the guy who actually divulged the information, they fired his ass. They fired him and they paid the girl. Now, what's interesting is, is that they just, they were able to put the kibosh on the information to the girl by just saying, hey, guess what? This is, that, that story was BS. These guys just try to make stuff up all the time, trying to, trying to impress you girls. And the girl actually told, told them that, yeah, no, that makes sense. These guys come in here all the time trying to impress me and, and they, they brushed it off. So apparently they didn't use some, um, you know, flash ray like they did in MIB. They would just kind of convince them that these guys were just trying to show off. And that's that's exactly the case. So what else would these hunt these alien hunters do? They would go to uh, lo- locations of alien crashes, of, of UFO crashes when they shot them down. They would gather the technology. They would bring them back to Air Force Office of Special Investigations Areas or Area 51 where they would reverse engineer the stuff. Now, this is not stuff that's brand new information. I don't like talking about it because I like talking about new stuff. But what's interesting is they always had to try to keep all this stuff out of the public in- eye, okay? So if there was any information, if there was any threat, anybody potentially saying something, they had to go out and silence them. Now, where do these projects come from? Well, they came from DARPA. A lot of these projects came from DARPA and then were uh, assigned to these contracted agencies, like these these companies, right? Like Northrop Grumman or, you know, all these other ones uh, where if anything bad happened, they, there was no paper trail, right? It was the paper trail was in on the onus of the contractors. So, yeah, they did some reverse engineering and development, um, but that's not the point. The point is, is that a lot of these contractors got information. They had to keep control of these guys. They had to keep strict control. So they would split up the projects, divide them out, piecemeal them out, give them one piece of information, and then give them a second piece of information, and then separate that out, and then put it all back together. 
So OSI had a lot of information, um, a lot. And when they had this info, they had to keep it secret. So like the, the when the UAPs came out, they continued. They actually, they were the, the ones that came out with that UAP. Change it from UFO to UAP. Why? To confuse us, to keep us off our game. Uh, stop stop investigating to make it just seem like it's just a phenomena um, but the ETs um, actually it, there was one instance one one event where the ETs wanted some special in, information from one particular individual this individual was a military police officer what happened was and this is this is part of these these PJs is what they did an investigation on these guys investigated this individual the individual stated that while he was on patrol, the aliens came and, and uh, tel telepathically asked him to go outside of the base, do a walk around. Then they asked him about how, how many nuclear warheads they had on the base, mentally. They asked him through, through telepathy. Now, it's interesting, right, that they would, they would ask this telepathically. Wouldn't they just have some sensors if they could fly from light years away? Couldn't they just ask or just uh, use their technology to figure out what it is? They could, sure. But let's keep going. Let's let's hold off on that. So, what the ETs did was they kept asking him, you know, how many how many um, uh, uh, warheads do you have on base? He wouldn't answer. Then they pretended and put this into his head that he was strapped to a table, which he wasn't. He was on base. But they pretended and, and made him think he was strapped to a table and he couldn't get off until they gave, he gave up the information. Finally, he freaked out enough and gave up the information. He said, I, I know we have 46 bunkers. I don't know how many warheads we have. And then they left him alone. And he found his, uh, his, his uh, uh, rifle and his handgun uh, tossed to the side farther away from him. Now, what's interesting is going back to why would they ask and not just use their detection uh, equipment. They're they're a high tech, you know, civilization. They should be able to detect how many nuclear words we have. So the thought process with this particular event, according to Doty, is that it was probably the Russians or probably some other foreign nation that got into this guy's head, kind of like how um, uh, Gary uh, McKinnon got into the NASA network. They were just at trying to access anybody's brain and found the one that had the easiest password to get into and then manipulate him into giving up secret information, which would typically be the military police guys because, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not at the highest, highest level of intelligence, but they do know what's on base, right? So they might be easier to access. They might have less protection on them uh, psychically, than some general or colonel or major, right? Some officer. So they go for the lower, lower ranking, maybe, you know, a private or, you know, private first class. Um, or I should say airman for the Air Force. Airman or airman first class. Um, you know, just, just, you know, trying to find this information. So what's going on? What's going on? We don't know on that particular scenario. But we do know that he got infiltrated they did question him. He had no clue what the hell was going on. And what's interesting is when he, after he was getting, uh, you know, kind of reacclimated to his life or, or life on, on earth, um, 
he he told these uh, these guys who were interrogating him. He said, "Man, my brain still feels like it's in a maze. Like there's a maze in my head, and I'm trying to get out. Um, like I'm like my thought processes are trying to get out of this maze that they put into my head. So it's almost like they they put him into like a, a what you call it, like a um, what's that movie Inception? You know, like multiple layers of different consciousnesses while he was uh, in this particular position. So these." These PJs, these these alien hunters, you know, they have to do these investigations. They have to find out if it was an alien species that did this, or whether it was another threat on Earth. And then if it's a th- if it's an alien threat, then they have to go through the proper channels, make sure that you know politically we're going through and and talking this out, seeing what the next step is. Do we do a psychic attack? Do we engage with another alien species that's the enemy of this alien species that's attacking us psychically? You know, what do we do? What do we do in this scenario? So they they come up with battle plans. You know, they come up with battle plans. If it's not just some escaped alien out of Area 51, maybe they have to present this information. They have to do the interrogation. Maybe they they assist in the battle plan. Maybe they assist in the uh, interrogation of, of individuals out in the uh, real world. And you know what's interesting? It makes me think about this is like, when we think about like the men in black, right? We think about like... The, the quote-unquote men in black that still show up to like different areas of investigation i i and they all look the same with the with the black hat black coat everything uh you know no facial hair i almost think that it's a it's a um a mental uh shape-shifting guys that get that uh, it's just a, a a ruse like some sort of transmogrifier that these guys are just like probably wearing like in reality probably wearing like Hawaiian shirts or something, but um, <laughs> but but uh, when we see them even on camera they look like you know the same person with the same outfit. I really doubt that we're sending out guys that look exactly the same. I mean we're we're just sending out drones that can't be picked up on facial recognition software. I mean it seems weird, but I mean I guess stranger things are possible. Um, it's definitely a TV show, so it's definitely possible. So that's, that's really interesting to me. Um, some of these stories about these guys who go out and and do the, the police work, you know, do the investigations and find out more information. Um, what else do we know about it? Well, that'll, that'll be probably for another time as this is, this is the information as we know it currently, but if there's anything else, you know, pops up you be sure i'm willing to share and i will share so what'd you think you think these these pjs these guys uh why do they call them pjs i don't even know um but you think they're uh interesting folks you think that they're real mib or you think they're just an investigative branch um nowhere in richard doty's story did he state that they wear you know a black trench coat or a black black top hat now they don't do that they're out there investigating and sometimes creating a story, creating disinformation. So uh, if you get visited by the MIB, you never know if it's an alien species or if it's, uh, you know, the men in, men in black for, or our guys or the PJs. So anyway, something to chew on, something to think about. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Of course, it's super important to take care of yourselves. Take a day off, take a couple days off, take a week off. Just enjoy some you time. And sometimes that's just rest. 
recuperation. That's uh, that's a lot. A lot of people need that right now. Um, and uh, maybe just read a book. Get a little little bit of an escape. I'll tell you, bookstores are a great place to go get some research done and just chill out and relax. So anyway, guys, I hope you guys are continuing to follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Continue to um, take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.